this morning with hands. Have you not got a praise? Make some noise in the house for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. It's a blessing to be back here at Tabernacle of Praise, our mother's church. Let me take this time to recognize and honor our father, our mentor, the Apostle Alfred Jackson. I want to recognize in absentia the first lady. Amen. Let me also recognize my brother, my friend, Dr. Bestman. God bless you all, and I bring you greetings from the national headquarters of the Tabernacle of Praise Association of Churches. It's a blessing to serve along with our spiritual covering. Over the years, I've been blessed. And I contributed my education, my ministry experience to him because he had a heart for sons. And so, Bishop, God bless you. I'm honored this day to stand here. And I don't want to take this for granted. I don't understand in the Jewish culture, the father only relinquishes his right to the son when he's gone. You don't hear me. That portion of scripture that talks about the prodigal son, he did something that was wrong because while his father was still alive, he asks for inheritance. And so I don't take that for granted if the father allows me to stand in the place he has stood. And so I'm honored today to stand here. If, if you, it's because of this puppet that I'm trimming right now. My legs are trimming. Because I know what the, the, the anointing that stand here. But I pray that the grace of God will take me through. Amen. When I'm about to come to the States, I was thinking and asking the Lord to give me a word. Uh, briefly, as Bishop told you, um, in the last two years, when I was here 2017, while I was in the States, something happened to us as a family. We lost our home. We lost everything. Except hope. And I, I went back home to a family that was devastating. My wife was totally broken down. But I went home and God ministered to my heart. And, 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 and that, that, that word that God spoke in my heart today has become a word of encouragement to many people. When Bishop called me up that afternoon and said, Bishop, where are you? 
I said, I was in Philadelphia, and he asked me, are you in your right mind? About to give you a news that, 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 that will shock you. And, 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 and so I'm asking you, I said, whether you are in your, you, you ready to take the news? I said, Bishop, go ahead. He said, I'm afraid that your home in Africa has burned down. And I said, completely. Then the Lord dropped a word in my spirit. And he said, remember the yesterday character of God. He said, remember, I'm God and I've been good to you. Yeah. I was good yesterday. Yeah. I will be good today. Yeah. And I will be good tomorrow. Yeah. So you got to trust my character. Yeah. And I heard him say, I am confident. I am trustworthy. I am reliable. I am independent. You can trust me yesterday. You can trust me today. And you can trust me tomorrow. I don't know how many of you are trusting God in your circumstance. God can be trusted. And that word, I decided to, to, to translate that word into the pages of book and, and, and so that someone can read it and be encouraged. And so briefly this morning, I, I, I don't want to take your time because this, 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 this afternoon we'll be honoring our father. And I, I'm grateful that I'm privileged to be in America at this time to participate in this honoring program. Because every year when the appreciation is coming, Bishop called me up and said, send us a greeting. And this time, I'm not sending greeting, I'm here in person. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I want to share something, and the Lord dropped a word in my spirit. I won't be long before you. The Lord dropped a word in my spirit. It, it comes from this, 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 this familiar psalm we always read, Psalm 23. And, 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 and I'm looking at verse 4. In fact, by the way, I, I'm looking at stanza 4 because Psalm does not have a chapter. I, it's a song, and, and, and I'm looking at stanza 4. And then I, I, later on, I will go into the book of 1 Kings chapter 20 and, and share, and share what, what the Lord wants me to say today. Amen. Amen. Even if you don't turn to that psalm, when we're coming up in Sunday school, we, we quoted the psalm. And some of us even use the psalm as a way to avert disaster. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. People open the psalm and they put it, you know, uh, over their bed and thinking that the psalm will try to, to avert some, some danger. Yeah. I, I'm at, I'm at, you are with me this morning. Yeah. Are you following me? Yeah. But, but, but more than that, this psalm is so deep. Psalm David is talking something here that, that, that I want to share with this morning. But I'm pri I was privileged in 2011 to be in Israel. And, 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 and. When, when you, you go down to Israel, there are a lot of mountains. When you read in, about, about the, the geographical setting of Israel. So here in Psalm 23rd, in his verse 4, he said, he said, he said, he said, uh, 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 he said, 23 here, 23 verse 4. He said, even though I walk through the dark, darkest valley, I will fear no evil. So, so what's, what, what David is saying here is that when you're going down 
to Jerusalem and you have to pass through a tunnel. The tunnel is so dark. When I did the geographical setting of Israel, I realized that this, this, this valley was so dark that, that, that even if you have the red of sun just right above the valley, you cannot see beneath the body. It was so dark. And, 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 and Sam David is, is, is being chased here. David has been chased because he, God has anointed him to be the prophet and he's been chased by Saul. He has to go through this tunnel. You got to understand here that on the other side of Jerusalem, the pilgrims are going for worship. They have to go through the tunnel. What you need is on the other side. There is no alternative route. There is no alternative route. Forget to where you need to worship God. You don't hear me. I said there is no alternative route. Forget to the place you want to worship God. You got to go through the tunnel. It may be dark. It may be, oh my God. It may be so dark. But you got to go through. Tabernacle of Praise, are you here this morning? It may be dark. It may be dangerous. But you got to go through. I thought you got to go through. What you need is on the other side. So David said, Yeah, though I walk through the violence of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he knew something that God was with him. I stopped out to tell someone this morning that something happened in the valley. In the valley, there was a voice. I said, There was a voice. Tell someone it's a voice. Tell someone it's a voice. There's something about the valley. It may be dark, but there is a voice. He said, yeah, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, I am with you. I will allow you to go through. In that valley, I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to let you know, unless you are ready to go through the valley, you will not hear the voice of God. Many times, we love the mountaintop experience. You don't hear me this morning, church. Oh, my God. Our God is not just the God of the mountaintop. He's the God of the valley. And I let you know this morning, unless you can see God from that perspective, many of us will not worship God when it's all good. Am I talking to somebody this morning? We worship God when it's all good. But I stop by to let you know God can also be worshipped in the valley. Come with this morning. I want to do justice to this passage. And so please permit me, I'm going to use as my thought the valley's experience. The valley's experience. Every time I face life challenges, there is a thought that drives my hope. It's a thought that keeps me moving. And they say, 
God is always at work on my behalf. Maybe somebody need to get that revelation. And every time I face life challenges, this thought drives me to keep hoping that God is at work on my behalf. And so at home we sing a song like this. Jesus is working for me. Why should I worry? You got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, as theologian, there is something called prevenient grace. It's a grace that goes before you. You need to understand. Sometimes you wonder what is ahead of me. But there is this God who goes before you and makes everything straight. He makes the mountain low and the valley a smooth place for you to ride. This thing is called convenient grace, prevenient grace. So what do you do when you are at some crossroad in life? When you are forced to face trial and tribulations? When you are at a point of not knowing what to do? What do you do when life takes a wrong turns? I discussed it in my book. And there are times life takes a wrong turn. Maybe this morning I came from Liberia to talk to myself. Because I understood November 2017, life took a wrong turn in my life. You got to understand sometimes you have a plan and, and you are wondering whether I will go through it. And you realize that life takes a wrong turn. What do you do? Let me be quick this morning. I'm a sound a little bit radical. And if I am, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with, the, with, with the, the tool to explain why I'm radical. Because I have the knowledge to explain what I mean. Maybe some of us may sound a little bit radical in your ear and may sound as though that my theology is not straight. But please permit me to understand, sometimes God does not make sense. It may sound so harsh to you, but there are times that Father does not make sense. And I'm wondering, I ask myself, I'm in America trying to raise money for 250 girls at Bridge of Oak Girls School. Disadvantage. If I left them alone, they would, be, they would enter into prostitution. I'm flying from one state to another, begging, eating foods that should not be eaten. I slap presses that was not comfortable to sleep. And while I'm on the lost business, I thought it could be on my business. But I realized that his word is not my way. His thought is not our thought. That's what I said. Sometimes it does not make sense. But even that, because I don't understand his way. He told me now, he's not obligated to answer me in some situation. You don't hear me. God is not under any obligation to answer you in some situation. 
Can I call a roll for you? This, this, this letter came from across Israel. He came to Lord and heard about Jesus. And I said, I heard about you that everywhere you went, you were doing good. My child is sick. And I heard you are a healer. I don't know who I'm talking to sometime. And I came over to you from across the border. My Bible tells me when the lady was talking to Jesus, he was quiet. And I guess she was saying, what kind of Jesus is this? I am talking, he's not responding. And after some time, when she sat there for a long time, she said, I'm not going to leave till you answer me. Are you here with me? After the moment, Jesus looked at the lady that have sat there for some time. He said, I can't take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Oh my God, can I talk to somebody this morning? I feel like I'm back home in Liberia. That's why I'm preaching what I'm preaching. Listen to me. Men of us today, we get offended just by small things. We walk away from the church. Listen to this woman. She said to Jesus, even, even, even the dogs is from the master table in that situation. I'm glad to be a dog because my situation, my condition, would you tell me you are help to me? The valid experience. Listen to me. Every time you find yourself in the valley, be mindful of the question you ask. Are you with me this morning? Anytime we go through challenges, we ask God why. Say November 2017. God changed my theology. You see why? Why speaks to pain. Every time you ask why. When you call the road, the prophets of old did not get the answer when they asked why. They asked why and no one answered them. You got to change your question from why to what. Because why speak to purpose? You don't hear me this morning. You say what? And God will tell you the purpose. And then I will hear him say, all things work together for them who love God and are called according to the purpose you got to say what and not why listen to me I read yesterday in John chapter 9 of this blind man Jesus was on his usual patrol followed by his disciples and encountered this blind man and as the culture depicts Every time someone is sick, they are treated to sin. And so they ask Jesus, who sin? 
Jesus said, you have to change your question. For why? To what? Because this man got blind. Not because he committed any sin. It's because the God needs to be glorified. It's because of the glory of God. That's why the man got blind. Change your question. In your violent experience, change your question. From what to what? I soon take my seat. I soon take my seat. The valley, figuratively, is a place of darkness. It's a place of disappointment, discouragement, despair, despondency, desperation. It's a place that a lot of people don't like to be. When you go through your valley experience, even your close friend can desert you. You don't hear me. When you go through the valley experience, those who held you when you were on the mountaintop, they will neglect you when you're going through your valley experience. You don't hear me in church. But I got a good news for you. When you go through the valley experience, you got to understand man. Bishop, I got to understand yesterday. Man love the glory. But they hate the story. You don't hear me in church. Men love the glory. But they hate the story. So when you're going through your story, you have no friend. Can I tell you more? You see, men, men love the product. They hate the process. Anytime you're going through your process, you will not have no friend. But I stop by to let you know. Without the process, there can be no product. Pray that God will allow you to go through the process. Every time you go through the valley, explain to yourself, it is good to go through the valley. Because the way up is the way down. Listen to me. Listen to me. In First Kings chapter twenty, from twenty-three to thirty, there is a story. Probably some of you have not read it. For the sake of time, let me tell you what was happening. The story started in chapter eighteen of First Kings. Elijah and the prophet of Baal, Baal they, have, they have gone through this context. Elijah won the context. And now Jezebel is threatening his life. I don't want to go there how people, every time you have one victory, you have one mountain type experience, you got to be careful. And sometimes, Bishop, when you begin to rejoice in victory too much, you forget there is a problem downstairs. Right. Every time you stay alone on top of the mountain, remember you got to go down. And the king of Arabians, the Arabian king called Ben-Hadar, 
was ill advised by his official. And when I read that text, when I read that text, something spoke to me, Bishop. The official advised the king and said, the reason why Israel is prevailing, the reason there was a success in Israel, the reason Israel is winning this war, is because we fought them on the mountaintop. Read a story. Read, when you get it, we'll read a story. He said, the reason why Israel is, is winning this war and winning this battle is because we fought them on the mountaintop. If we took them into the valley, we will succeed. Then I stop by to let you know your perspective of God determining how far you can go. The way you think about God. Now, now, the enemies are saying God is the God of the mountain and not the God of the valley. And because of that, God said, I will prove to you I'm the God of the mountain and the God of the valley. How are you thinking about God? You want to worship him on the mountaintop. Praise him where it's good. Praise him no matter what happens. That be not going to praise us. Praise him when it seems not to be good. Praise him on the mountaintop. Praise him in the valley. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. We limit God the way we think. We limit God. We think God is only good when you put some money in my pocket. We think God is only good when you pay my bills. We think God is only good when you're able to provide a job. God is still good. If Bishop House God, Bishop, we are God House burning. God is still good. I may not have anything in my hand. God is still good. I don't know when I'm talking to somebody this morning. I may be empty. God is still good. Your perspective. Your perspective of God. Determine how far you can go with God. Go with God. Another thing I see in the valid experience. Literally, valleys have different positions. Are you with me? There are some lower valley. There are other valleys that are deeper than the lower valley. There was some valley you would not understand. It looked like it just plain. Then I asked the Lord, what's the revelation? The Lord tells me, just as the valleys are different, so our experiences are. You don't hear me? We are all not the same here. My valley experience may not be your experience. 
You are maybe a little bit deeper than mine. I don't know who I'm talking to. There are some people who live with a valid experience. So please allow me to do a little bit of geography to explain to you the different types of valleys and then bring it up to you. I read yesterday there are low plains valley with distinct mountain. Then I asked myself, Lord, what is it? He said there are some in the body of Christ walking in depression. There are some people in the body of Christ walking in rejection. Are you with me? And I said, Lord, tell me more. He said there are some people walking in despair. Some are walking in desperation. I said, Lord. He said, yeah, there are some people in the body of Christ. They're walking in abandonment. People that abandon them. And I said, God, what are you saying? He said, they come to church on Sunday. They dance. They raise their hand. They shake themselves off. But when they go home, they are depressed. They are depressed. That's the kind of valley. That's your valid experience. It may not be my experience. Listen. He tells me there are some valley that are so close together that when you look, you don't see the difference. Then I said, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? He said, tell the people what is your own valid experience. And it's a situation that is too close to you. You find it in the morning. It comes back in the afternoon. You find it in the night. You go to sleep when you wake up. And it's right there. I don't know who I'm talking to. The experience refuse to go away. And it's very close to you. It could be your husband. It could be your wife. It could be your child that is on drugs. It could be that terminal illness. The doctor said, you have a few more days to live. You try to get rid of it. It's your own valid experience. You try, you wake up in the night. No one is there to help you. Your tears wet the pillows. And you wonder, God, where are you? I'm here crying. And God said, you are going through your valid experience. It is so close to you. It is so near to you. I'm making my way through. I will tell you what happened. Alas, you got to understand the different kinds of valley. But I got to understand also, it is a sad thing, Bishop, to make the valley a permanent place of residence. Are you with me? The worst thing you do. Because David said, Yea, do I walk? He didn't say, Yea, do I sit? David said, Yea, do I walk? David said, Yea, do I lie down? You got to walk. You got to walk through. But I got good news for you. Let me come down and let you know. You got to walk through. But listen to me. You see, there are some people who want to go through the valley experience. I stop by to let you know. Don't just go through, but grow through it.
when this thing will be over? Maybe it's 10 years. Maybe it's 20 years. But you see what happened? Grow through it. Don't you walk through it. Don't you rush through it. When it's over, you can look back and say like Bishop Weir, I am standing because of the yesterday character of God. I stop by to let you know, grow through it. cause you to go through it. You see, you see, the problem of all is that we take permanent residence in the valley. Watch this. Watch this. I need to drop this mark, but watch this. When I was coming to the state, the Lord spoke something to me. I was reading a book. I was reading a book. Written by but one John, and he spoke to us during the conference I came for, and he said something. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. You need to be very careful to take yourself around being so pitiful. You think that by being pitiful, people will have sympathy on you. If you don't ask me about what happened to me in 27 years, I will not tell you. Because my God it's bigger than the problem. The things that happen to me cannot be compared to the blessing God has given me. Don't take residence in the, in the valley. You think that when you stay in the valley, somebody will have pity on you. Rise up! Shake up yourself! And say to the valley, Some of them, they were having great time. Though God's prospering in Goshen. But when the word came that they should leave, they got to go. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Your valley experience over. In the name of Jesus. Your valley experience over. I said your valley experience over. Rise up, leave the valley. Come out.
But I thank God that you in the valley there is provision because God will meet me in the valley even though it is dark it is oh my God it's fearful but God will meet me in the valley and make some provision for me they will say the valley is a place of provision he didn't stop he says it's a place of protection he said thou art with me the rod and the staff they do come for me then I heard David say it's a place of God's presence even the place is dark but God's presence is in the valley I stop by to let you know I like to let you know the valley is a place of preparation he said yeah Lord I walk through the valley of shadow of death I fear no evil then I heard him say, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemy, even though they may not like it. But in the valley, God will make sure He prepare your table. He prepared a banquet table in that dark place because the desire is to bring you forth. I don't know who I'm talking to. You are coming forth. 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 Let's worship. 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 Worship the Lord in your valid experience. Worship the Lord in your valid experience. Worship the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in your valid experience. Praise the Lord in your situation. Praise the Lord. Worship, 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 worship. You are coming forth. You are coming out. You are coming out. You are coming out of the valley experience. God is bringing you forth. 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 You are not remain there. You are not remain there. You're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. If you are here, he said, Bishop, I want you to join me in prayer. I mistakenly took residence in the valley. And every time I want to get out, it seems to be impossible. You want to come out this morning?
you can come. I don't know what your experience is. 